What's up, guys? How's it going? Welcome back to the Bad Days Podcast. I'm your host, Hassan. This is your other host, Isaiah. Hello. Um, today, we're going to be talking about why we were depressed for 10 plus years each individually and what caused them and, and the root cause of all mental illness and is God real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those podcasts. We gotta, we, we fucking, we dive deep into the real secrets of the world. This isn't just two guys from Alabama talking about a bunch of nonsense for an hour and 15 minutes. No, we are in intellectual kind of guys mm -hmm. from Alabama. Absolutely. The <laughs> intellectual guys from Alabama. Uh, you know, be, living in Alabama has its perks. Yeah, I like it here. Um, Sometimes. But like the, the issues I have here, I don't think are actually like specific to here. Like people always talk about the South and like how how bad and like backwards and racist and, and everything, but like the most like the like discriminatory cities are up north probably. Like the most segregated places aren't even down here. Really? Yeah, like you know they're they're in the Midwest or like or New England. Um, Explain that to me. What, what makes you think that is just just because you know those cities are segregated or what? What would give? I you mean, the like idea the, it's, ta it's mainly talking about like school segregation. There's like a John Oliver. Um, is school it. segregation still real? It's not like, you know, in the codes, but like if you, you know, yes. So it's by like keeping people in lower income neighborhoods. Therefore, yeah. they're predominantly people of color. Yeah, in lower, lower income, income neighborhoods, underfunded schools and certain tax brackets and, you know, districts and all that. Gotcha, gotcha. And yeah, I, of course, you know, like realtors, sometimes they just don't don't sell to black people in certain areas. So. Um, yes, no, uh, <laughs> like I can I can be pretty candid about it as a yeah. realtor in Birmingham. Um, I did not practice this, nor did people that I associate with practice this. But there's a lot of like redlining and blockbusting and all the things that they literally tell you over and over when you get a real estate license you cannot do that people do, um, especially here and in Birmingham. Mm. Um, it's really hard to like hold that kind of thing accountable. Unfortunately, like. It's hard to hold it accountable because the people that do it are the most successful yeah. and their wealth is only growing uh, by them doing these things and nothing's going to stop them in any way. So it, it should it, be like a, like a secret sting operation to like make sure like, you know, we, we can like, like test them like secretly for discrimination. And if they fail it, then they have to like revoke their license or something. The problem with that is, is that the people in charge are like that. Uh. So uh, I'll tell, I'll tell a little story. Um, at some point when I still associated with my mother, she was a uh, very prominent realtor, um, incredibly, incredibly successful and, and self-made in like all the defining terms of self-made, not I'm self-made. My own, my parents gave me a small loan of a million dollars. Fuck shit. Like we're talking like had nothing, was nothing, was everything by the end of the time that they were working on stuff. Um, she, you know, started at a small realtor office, really you know, grinded out with showing houses with two kids on her hips, just doing doing the works and then ended up having her own company. But she services a lot of foreclosure homes in um, the greater uh, Alabama metropolitan area. And, uh, you know, when the housing crisis hit and President Obama had been sworn in, he got a whole bunch of realtors and accountable individuals together to have a discussion to try and figure some stuff out to figure out what to do. And my mom was one of the people chosen for that discussion just to show you the accolades of this woman. So she works a lot of foreclosures home. So that means that people who, uh, you know, don't pay their, their loan payments, don't pay their mortgage, end up uh, defaulting and the bank repossesses their home. And, uh, you know, traditionally a realtor is going to talk to some guys, hey, we can list your house. Here's what we can do for you. And they take a commission and stuff. Um, but with foreclosures, the bank is doing that to you. And then she gets to sell the bank's houses. Um, there was something called 
uh, a contract, the HUD contract. And I'm going to try and be as vague as possible only for the sake of like, I don't necessarily know what the legal ramifications of this are and if someone is going to get in trouble for it. But uh, there, uh, my mom was up for this HUD contract and she is the most qualified person that services REO properties that service foreclosures. And she's a, she's a fucking killer. She works directly with Fannie Mae and like the biggest bank companies uh, ever. And uh, she did not get the HUD contract the same year she started to wear a hijab. And, you know, she really believed it was unrelated because she just refused to to see the reality of the situation that we were living in. And then it wasn't until emails were leaked about it directly. And it was just very clear that we do not want this Muslim woman to represent us. Uh, and then she chose not to do anything with it further. It was to save face because it's, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of like, we know you're bad. We have proof that you're bad, but it would fuck us in this industry where everyone's kind of doing a, a not so great thing. Everyone's kind of trying to do something underhanded shit. So, uh, you know, that was very upsetting to say the least. Yeah. Uh, and then I decided, hey, I'm going to join that industry because um, <laughs> it was one of the few options that were available to me uh, not going to college. And uh, I'm glad I'm out of it. And this yeah. is what I do for a living. You made some made some cash while you were at it yeah i did i did okay i didn't do bad i did i did decent as a realtor but i I mean it's not comparable to what you make as a full-time content creator if you can like really put in the time and the effort i'm also a lot more focused on um on income style content than growth style content i find that youtube shorts are really really helpful at growing Mm-hmm. At an exponentially fast rate, and a rate that is like almost unheard of at this point. So, you, you are you saying you value your growth like less than your like what you're making from? I value my growth more the months of the year where like like I did. I and was growth in this instance is like popularity or like you know expanding your yeah. Your so I mean, I I grew pretty pretty steadily from uh all the way from let's see August until early October, my main focus was forget about revenue. I mean, we, we got we to gotta put positions into place for revenue. So I created the compilation series and all that stuff on the main channel, but I need to grow. So I had the eight you know, shorts a day and I'm putting a lot more effort into like what works and what doesn't work, making sure all the shorts I'm putting out are, are hits after hits. Now it's less that. Now I'm putting out more compilations, more varied compilations, more different styles of long form videos because it's mid-December. Mm. So content creators will traditionally make two thirds of their income in December and November. That seems mm. egregious, but my CPM is usually five dollars i get five dollars per thousand views oh you were telling me about this when you were right. talking to me about the uh what's his name comic story yeah comic story yeah, yeah, yeah okay uh so right my cpm is usually five dollars mm-hmm. uh, and it took a while to get up to five dollars i was at three and then four and then five and then it just jumped up to 10 and 12 and certain videos it's up to 20 uh and that's per thousand views and it's it's an insane but it you know i'm capitalizing on that now and then come january i'll be back on my growth track trying to come up with new innovative styles of content right now i'm just really trying to to make as much as i can to secure enough revenue to like be able to hire you on as an employee and uh or uh, a contractor more or less more of an independent contractor than an Mm. employee kind of job um side hustle Side hustle for sure. But yeah, sorry for the seven minutes of, of YouTuber <laughs> talk. Speaking of YouTuber talk, Ooh. Um, I'm leaving to LA um, next week-ish. I leave going on the 5th. The, the, big, the big desert. The big it. desert. Yeah, that's what they call it. The so I'm going, I'm going to LA. I got invited to a YouTube creator dinner. So that's mm. gonna be really exciting. I get to meet with a lot of shorts creators and and stuff. And like YouTube has invited me out. Uh, they did not fork the bill on the flight, so I don't have to pay for that. Usually, you know, I kind they're, of they're a struggling uh, tech startup. They so are. They are. They're well. I actually petitioned to them. 
Um, cause I, I have like a decent, well, we actually didn't talk about any of this on the podcast last time. No. We skipped out all of it. So, um, we're talking about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we're talking about our cringiest stories. Yeah. If you guys want to catch me embarrassing myself, that <laughs> podcast is still available to you. Um, so I actually, uh, they have these YouTube shorts creator meetings. It's like a zoom call or a Google meet where, um, if you're in this creator community, you can ask, uh, you have your own representative. Mine is this wonderful woman named Amanda and they, uh, they're your like person in between you and YouTube and they're super helpful. Shorts is really new. The shorts creator community is really new. So trying to foster, they're trying to give tips and helpful things to help. The thing is, they don't really know a ton because they're not creators themselves. They're just people who work for YouTube. And while it seems like they'd have all the inside information, YouTube kind of creates algorithms and then just kind of goes out there. Same thing for TikTok. Same thing for Instagram. Like They don't know specifically what their goal is. Uh, they just create something that makes more sense for them. And then the creators find out how it works. So they, were, uh, they had like this button you could press to raise your hand. And people were asking questions. And they were answering it to the best of their abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there weren't great answers, um, or there weren't bad answers, but they weren't really super duper and like definite. Yeah, they weren't really well informed. So mm. I raised my hand, and instead of asking a question, I went through and like one by one answered everybody's questions, mm. uh, and it was really really fun. And You're still lo- answering questions. I heard you on the phone earlier. <laughs> yeah, I was answering questions to to Gabe Irwin. So yeah. if you guys ever scroll on TikTok for too long, and it's the guy who's like, "Hey guys." You've been scrolling for a while now. Mental health, whatever, oh, whatever. That's that Gabe. Bro. He was, <laughs> you hate him. He's, hey, he's bro. my friend, kind <laughs> of. Uh, I just met him, but he he was asking me questions about his no, YouTube channel cool. and stuff. But so I did that in, in my own personal meeting. That's like with a group of like 40-ish, 50-ish creators. Um, and then we stayed afterwards and I answered more questions. And then YouTube hit me up and they're like, hey, we love you. Would you run one of these creator sessions, but with like the whole global creator community? Mm. So it's like 150 creators. I want to call an I ran the meeting and I showed them my analytics and I talked to all of them. Um, I couldn't, I didn't look at the list of who was there initially. And then 50 minutes in, it says Ethan Klein has left the call. <laughs> so H3H3 Productions potentially listen to me talk for 45, 50 minutes. Yeah, who knows? Maybe him or maybe some underling. Maybe, maybe some underling who's just on his account and is like, oh, YouTube Shorts, how should we implement this? Let's see what what's the secrets the, to this that, formula. That assist, they're always bullying on his podcast. Yeah, yeah, those guys. But yeah, uh, so I got to run this meeting on top of that. In about two days, if you go to YouTube Creators Twitter, uh, they're having me do a, a takeover. So mm-hmm. I literally like to share my journey as a creator, which I don't know if you guys know this. I do every one of my videos pretty close to a one take, maybe two takes. I'm very good at what I do. I'm very good at this podcast. I think we, we maybe have a rough redo and intro like two mi- like a minute in. Uh, but other than that, I'm pretty good at doing everything on a one or I'm really good at this. Um, I did over, I'm not even kidding you, Isaiah. I did over 78 uh, takes. And uh, they, it was like it was that like hours of footage from you. It was because I multiple takes of anything, because it was just like this nerve. Because I don't look like, movie set. I'm not scared. I'm not nervous. This thing, but this is going to a, a Twitter feed that Anthony Padilla follows and Ryan mm. Higa follows and Philip DeFranco and Casey Neistat. Come on, all the OGs uh, that inspired you. Literally, literally, place. literally. So I, I was like, they might, they this will be in their feed, guaranteed. Mm. Not that they haven't fucking seen my videos already. They're all over the goddamn internet. Isaiah is watching me DM back and forth with uh, Jason Spizak, who is the voice of Wally West on voice of your um, childhood. He's the voice of your childhood. He's voiced a thousand different things, but Jason's like a friend of mine. Mm. Uh, and it's funny to say that because I, I just played. Uh, Jason sent me a voice memo. I I sent him something because he posted this incredible impression video 
uh, of him doing like all of the Winnie the Pooh characters. Like, Jason, this is beautiful. This is exactly what you need to be posting because he's a great voice actor, but he never had a really great social media presence. And he's currently in the show Arcane as Silco, which is like the main mm-hmm. villain from what I understand. I haven't seen it I as of yet. Uh, but yeah, so I told him he was killing it. And then I just played the voice message and Isaiah was kind of in awe at this message. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, it was like listening to, I, just, I don't know. It's like listening to, it's like, it was almost nostalgic listening to his voice. And then he's just saying such like personal like, like stuff. Not pretty. You know, not like weird, but like it's saying, it's like, <laughs> he's like, like he's like, like Hudson. You know, you look good <laughs> in that little tight mini skirt. <laughs> no, he's like he's just he's saying the kind of stuff that's like this is like a and like a really close acquaintance. And it's like this is a a voice actor that has been voicing so many characters that I grew up watching, and I'm listening to him talking to my friend. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it, it's. I think what did he just say? Wild. That he he was literally talking about how he has. Uh, talk to multiple people about our com- yes. yeah about me and our conversations because we had we had some really interesting conversations about content creation and the reason the studio looks the way it does is that Jason gave me a lot of recommendations because this room was echoey as hell when I moved into mm-hmm. it I, I used to live in a place where I had carpeting so I didn't have to worry about that so this place is a different ball game and Jason helped me uh, just soundproof it. And it, each other's you know and, and this is how I met him I just sent a DM like on a whim forever ago and I was like hey you're the voice of Wally West you voiced Zat or Keo and Zatch Bell when I was a kid. I just appreciate you and everything you've done. And then he gets back to me. And then we just go back and forth and we start sending voice messages and FaceTime calls. And he's just like a person I consider a friend now. But that is that that to me is more of a famous person. Like if I meet like I don't know Angelina Jolie. Okay, he's like, oh, what's up? How's Brad Pitt? How are the kids? <laughs> are they divorced? I don't know. I don't fucking care. No, when I'm, it's just it's weird to describe exactly. The same thing with comic story. Yeah. Because Benny's a friend of mine now. Like, I would consider Benny even, like, we're even tighter than me and Jason. Uh, and Benny even, he, Benny the Comic Story runs this great YouTube channel. He has 2 million subscribers. He does kind of audio dramas of YouTube uh, or of comic book storylines. And if you ever wanted to get into comics in your life, that is how you do it. I went and comics. bought comic books. My entire comic book collection happened after I watched Comic Story. And I did mm. not watch, I watched Young Justice, then I watched Comic Story, and then I became a comic book guy. I was just thinking about Jason's face. When I, whenever I like when I saw that he posted a video about him, like he did a whole bunch of different impressions of, of people. It's really it's really really good. And when I saw him, like looking at his face, I guess I'd never actually seen him talk before. I'd seen pictures of him, and then I heard his voice. But like looking at him talk, it, it's it's kind of like he's like a, he's like an old like dad. Yeah. He has like graying hair, and like nothing wrong with that. But it's it's weird because he has like such a youthful voice. Oh, he does, and he definitely is a what do you call it? Uh, an old dad. He's done yeah. such cool stuff. We talked about, you know, at some point over the pandemic, he built a house, like an entire house for his friend. Built a home. Built it like. Built a home. He literally constructed an entire house for his friend. Uh, I think his daughter has a disability. I don't remember what it was specifically, so I'm not going to speak to what whatever that was. And uh, I was telling him like, here's the thing about that. You put that on social media, and it grows your following, and and it might feel like, oh, that's really disingenuous, and like, uh, no, it's a cool thing you did that will inspire people, and if you feel like you don't want to profit off it, I completely understand that. Put a link to whatever disability, whatever service, like like make a charitable kind of situation on it, but don't not publish that because we need we need more good into the world content wise. I understand the other side of that because once you have an audience looking at the things that you do, it kind of even if you do whatever it is with good intention, it does feel like. Oh, here! Look at me do this nice thing. I kind of want to be seen doing this nice thing. Yeah, and no. I can like, if you're like a decent person, it's, it's like, really it's like a nasty jerky. feeling. It it is, but the thing is, you got to you got to recontextualize that. It's not that though. Mm. I mean, for some people, you know, you have like 
a lot of YouTubers that essentially like, <laughs> I gave a homeless person ten thousand dollars, and then they just like, well, Mr. Beast is different. I guess old Mr. Beast would do stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like unhelpful randomness. Mm-hmm. I really think if you were to share something like you built an entire house top to bottom, it shows a lot of your character. You make all the profits this, and you make it about this charity thing. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I don't think you could make that the wrong the wrong situation, especially if it's not like a huge charity. If it's like a small charity where you know where the money is going, versus like a lot of these gargantuan charities where it's just like, did my money really go to anything good? I guess you can't really help but be involved and be seen alongside it. Uh, I was but, saying it was good to be seen for it. Mm-hmm. I think Jason, Jason and I were talking about his presence because his presence isn't great. Mm-hmm. He really like for who he is. He doesn't even have a blue check mark yet. We just talked about that. So he said he put yeah, in for it. He when, got it on Twitter. When I looked him up and I saw he didn't have a blue check mark, I was like, he's, he's just some guy. Yeah, but he's not. But he's not he's, just some guy. He voiced the Joker most recently in the Teen Titans mm-hmm. Go movie. Like, he's done a thousand different voices. I mean, Silco alone in, in Arcane is a big deal to a lot of people. You should ask him if he's met Mark Hamill before. Oh, yeah, he has. They talk about it. Really? Mark wasn't available to do the Joker for Batman Hush, so he did it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so li- like, 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 because he was he was filming when Mark Hamill was filming Star Wars. Jason filled in for him mm-hmm. as uh, the Joker in Batman Hush. Uh, I, never, I don't know what Batman Hush is, but Batman Hush was uh, an animated movie. Oh, and it was incredible. It was a really good movie, and Jason did a beautiful job as the Joker. But yeah, we we, we get to talk about a lot of that stuff. <laughs> it's it's very out of body, and and I'm very blessed to be able to like be friends with him and then like benny i went on comic Storian's channel to review young justice a couple weeks ago oh, yeah. which was so fun for me i'm doing that again that. on monday um you're doing oh yeah you are you told me yeah and i'm just having i'm having so much fun the audience was really they, they liked your uh, your presence there they were like when is this guy coming back he needs to be here more often and youtube comment sections are never that nice unless they actually <laughs> mean it yeah so. they were so it was it was incredibly incredibly positive like unexpectedly so mm. um great great reception it was a lot of me and benny going on tangents and talking mm. I, w- I need you to catch up on young justice so you can watch it eventually okay nah man he said okay to me three times he like doesn't like the show but i anymore. actually have hbo max now on my phone so where'd you get it uh i think my family uh we, we have a we're sharing an account so. there you go i was gonna say you can always use mine i get Oops. mine because i have at&t Ooh. so i get it for free wait we have uh, verizon oh no. no, like I, don't, I have eight, I have T-Mobile no, phones. No, we have eight, T-Mobile. I have yeah. AT&T fiber Wi-Fi. I just I've talked oh, about it every yeah, single yeah. episode of anything <laughs> I've done since I moved here. Um, <sighs> uh, we were I so I hopped out of the shower uh, a couple hours ago, and I have like one window on the back of my house, and it's, it's in my bathroom for whatever reason. And I like glance at, it. I never look out this window, and I out of the corner eye I see my neighbor, and she's just in the yard with like. 12 puppies <laughs> like 12 little fuzzy little like, puppies Isaiah, i'll be right back i gotta I, go dude see i fucking puppies. I, I throw on clothes and i sprint downstairs like <laughs> hey, i'll be back i'll be back i like put in i put on sneakers with no socks <laughs> walk straight no, out and there i was i was excited because you, you called me texting me to go out there but when that dog i just i hadn't been around dogs that like get up on you in a while oh so when when the dog jumped on me and the like, mama the, dog the, the claws were like oh sharp. she bit my ear when she jumped on me i was the like start. you know and I, I know they're not they don't try to hurt anyone they're, they're, the golden retrievers are like super nice but well, no, like, she is hurting, trying to hurt you. What? Yeah, no, like she's a she's like a newly given birth mom. But she was like excited. To she's like, like she's like <laughs> half excited and she's half like protective mother kind of. Be safe, these are my kids. Don't fuck with. But my she kids. was like growling at some other dog that was across the valley. Um, they could, I don't know. Protective motherly instinct. Dogs, dog things. I wouldn't understand. Yeah, truly. But it was they're so fucking cute. I just post them all over my Instagram. If you guys want to go look, uh, um, they have I, their I own. I hadn't held a puppy in a while. I, you oh. know, I, I forgot because I forgot they weren't a cat for a second. So I just kind of put it down. 
And I was like, no, no, no. And it, like, it, like it fell over. and It likes to be held. It and likes to be held. And squished. And it doesn't fight you immediately, like Mm-mm. within the first like 10 seconds. Hey, my cats aren't like that. Your cats aren't like that. I just think it's cats in general. You could pick up Belle. And I mean, you could, but they're not going to be cool with it for like. Not gonna be cool. Like depends your cat's always kind of like it depends on the cat. Depends on the cat. Depends on always trying to get out of your hands, though. Uh, beans, yes. Cody, yes. Simba, yes. Bell, no. Bell has moments where Bell's just skittish in general. So yeah, no, she's just very, she's just a very anxious cat. Mm. Um, not that I have four cats, according to my lease. No, 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 no. (laughs) From when Um, we lived in another house. Yeah. Um, but hey. Yeah, my neighbors are fucking cool as shit. He's yeah. a grill master. You thought the grill master was just like, bro, he's a master grill. Yeah, I didn't like know a, it was like an actual title. <laughs> it's like a real title. Like, do you have to be qualified to have? Yeah, no, he's he's legitimately a grill master. So hopefully we'll go tomorrow or not tomorrow on next Saturday. Yeah. and just have some have some uh, barbecue. It just it's incredible. My backyard always smells amazing. I have a fenced-in backyard, and they do not for Is whatever it reason. The kind of barbecue that you would like because you don't really like barbecue. Whatever the flavoring on that seasoning was was beautiful. So if it tastes like that seasoning, I'm I'm golden. Oh man, that seasoning. He on the just pizza that he I literally had. said, "Hey, I got something for you," and just walks into his house, hands me some seasoning. Is Incredible. that like his yeah, like seasoning? He, he like he, that's a business that he Yeah, he's starting that. I mean he literally said anything to keep me out of a suit and a tie. Hey. And and you know what? He went to law school. He finished law school. Yeah. He has a law degree. <laughs> now Isaiah, now what, Isaiah, what kinds you know. of lessons does that impart you to a guy like a guy that you're like, that's a fun dude who's yeah. living a happy life. He's chill. And uh you know, some what people was some people like being lawyers though. So Yes, rich people. And then they like staying rich. They I mean, don't actually I think like that the, there are people that you know that aren't RT like I am, that are just like really into whatever the the conflict and the, the debate thing is. Like my dad's like that, and like a lot of the lawyer people that I know from school are like that. I don't know. Somebody, you know, I I don't think that just because it's not like inher- an inherently creative uh, field doesn't mean it's not like a a job that people would want to have. No, I see what you're saying. Um, that said, I just don't know. Like, like, have you ever met anybody who's like, man, my passion in life. Accounting. <laughs> I fucking love numbers. God damn it! I mean, One, so, I two, mean, three, four. Oh, this shit just gets me thing going. Is never like, going to be like anyone's passion, but people really like working with numbers. There are folks that love math and all. I that I mean, kind my of sister stuff. loves linguistics. She was an optometrist, but she loves linguistics. Yeah. So um, they're they're conventionally boring things that people look forward to doing and then you know dream about one day. That's cool. Yeah, that's reasonable. Uh, I you know those people aren't traditionally people who have a lot of extracurricular activities outside of their work though what do you mean like how many people do you know that are lawyers or uh cpa certified accountants that work a ton of hours that do much like like that have friend groups mm. or like like not work friends but like I mean, regular friends like I real don't life hang friends. out with those kind of people you don't fucking hang out with lawyers so all the time i know so. all the lawyers i know <laughs> no um I don't know. There's a work-life balance that I feel like any other job will get you, and stuff like being mm-hmm. a lawyer doesn't get you. Stuff like being well, that's like that's most careers though that required most of your time, like eight out nine to five. You know, that's just that's just that. I think that's the old way. I think that's just the old methodology of it. Because, like, I mean, before you had to go into an office, and now the only people trying to force people to go into an office instead of just working from home are really conservative, fucking dumbass companies who are like, you work here, you you, you feel fear, and you if don't you go home and here, be queer. You work here, dang it. You don't get to have fun in your life. You get to be here nine to five. But that's, okay, that, that's but American, like, culture, though. Uh, like, work-life balance culture. Like, other countries, at least, uh, at least in... Like Western Europe, they don't have the same kind of work-life balance that we do. They 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 really value employees taking breaks 
Like people can have like a like a like a paid month off. I'm pretty sure that they can spread across the year if they want to, like guaranteed, and like you know guaranteed. We don't even have maternity leave as like a as like a right. Paternity here. leave. No, no, we don't have maternity leave. I'm pretty like paid maternity leave. We don't have paid maternity leave. No, not as like we also like don't. A, we don't. Have, we also like don't have comp- paternity companies, leave. Companies do it, but it's not like a, a right that we also don't have, have paternity leave for fathers. No, which I think even is, fe- even fewer countries have that. Um, someone can fact check me if I'm off base, but I'm pretty sure we don't have either. Of man, those that's just absurd. That's just absurd. There's a lot of things that, that, that they're like. What's a man supposed to do hanging out with the baby and his mama? <laughs> Bond with your child during a very instrumental time for you to develop a deep connection with mm-hmm. it, so you don't leave your fucking wife, it's which like, is do what you, everyone. Do we, want, do we want us to love our children, or do we want them to? You know, it's like we we always say that we want things, but then we want to do everything that's going to lead us to the opposite thing. That's just culture here. Yeah, no. Uh, there's a lot of company. I think if your company is still trying to force you to go into an office, and that's not something you want to do, and it is work that can be done remotely in less in less time than allotted, then fuck them. Quit. Work somewhere else. Uh, I just because a lot if of times only you, it was that easy, bro. You can get a lot of the work that's like an eight hour day. People get done in three hours, mm. and it, they do eight hours of work, but they're good at workflow, and then they just chill and they relax, mm-hmm. um, and. I think it's pretty fucking unreasonable that that is a, like a bad thing. Like, oh, you're not working at work. Hmm. The work's done. I think it's it's one thing if they're at home and the work isn't getting done, and then and then it's an unreasonable situation. But if, I think you could always make the case for it if uh, the work is getting done. Yeah, I mean, we are more productive than we ever were before, and yet we still have like the amount of work that we have to do. It, like it, we, we always expected, the future would be that people generally work less. But now we're getting more hours. We're working more and getting paid less. Um, so yeah, love it here. Yup. Way to get depressing on my <laughs> podcast, Robert. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a happy, happy, um, ha- happy, happy episode. Week podcast. Happy week podcast. Um, I don't know, man. What else has been going on in mm. our lives? What else have we been up to, and things? What have we been up to? I'm. Finishing I, up know, school. Finishing up school. That's less boring. That's just more boring than you know. I'm just gonna not be in school anymore. Um, also, like one thing I one thing I am cool with talking about is the, the dating app thing because I've just no. been talking about it more. Jeez, and more man, recently. you sure about that? It's pretty fucking embarrassing. Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> I mean, you know, because I know there are lots of guys in my position or you know people in my position in general that you know just feel when they get on the dating apps and they just expect something to happen at all and then nothing does and then they feel really bad about themselves dating apps are messed up for people that do not fit the conventional attractiveness of the geographic area when you broke down like i already knew about the yellow score thing but i really like it really internalized that they don't actually like if you it's like if if the rich it's like the rich keep getting richer almost like if you and if you don't like reach that kind of threshold it's like you have no chance like algorithmically to even yeah. like so let me seen. let me let me break down dating apps for you guys so uh tinder developed this elo score which is basically a composite of all the time people the first 10 or so people swipe on you and then it's like a greater scale of everyone who swipes on you they measure which pictures do the best they they do a lot of workshopping their algorithms are kind of cool the issue is that it basically created a uh, a number from 1 to 10 which determines how attractive you are 
Um, the issue and the issue is is that me and Isaiah are POCs. We're people of color. We're here in Southern Alabama, where it is very much ingrained in their society to date people that look exactly like them. That will be fraternity guys that look like their dads, and to like just essentially live this very cyclical uh, life where they're all doing the exact same shit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make it. You know, it's just like the the. I'm not talking about that. I'm not, and I'm, I don't mean yeah. that as like every person here, but that is a thing. That is a very real thing down here. So when you get on a dating app and you're in Tuscaloosa and you're black, mm-hmm. um, you're going to get there. There are you know black folks I'm, I'm matching with as well, or at least I'm liking. But you know, so even so that's the thing is working. the thing is even a lot of the people you're seeing, you're, you're seeing people who will not see you. Yeah. So so enough enough white girls very early on or black girls whoever it might be just people with southern taste in men will look at you they will swipe left and then you will not be shown to anyone after that so the life hack was the last time i was on dating apps back in the day i uh started my dating app when i was in los angeles back in november of last year and by doing that i was getting i was swiping on people who uh were in a place where it was more normal to date uh mixed race mixed ethnicities and to be around POCs and have it not really just be like a white centric situation mm-hmm. uh, and because that my ELO score was much higher so when I came back to the south um, I was people were uh, more attractive people were seeing me more people that I swiped on were able to look at my profile because my score was higher hmm. um, so that was my life hack to fixing that but it is messed up that here in the south you are a decent looking guy mm-hmm. you, and, and so am i but there was a time where i could not get any matches on any of those apps at all and then you know i did the la method and i was getting matches left and right on everything it was great on like all three i was on bumble tinder and hinge at one point you and know it's uh, like you know there I, I know that they're a thing i'm not like doing as much as i possibly can to you know be successful on it but it's like like nothing at all like yeah you know, you well it's because we have friends like connor yeah. And and Connor Connor mm. so like in this top left corner of a dating app, it says like plus however many people um, have liked you, mm-hmm. and um, you know when you first get on an app, uh, you know when I get on an app in in L A where where I'm and or or in the Bay Area just California more 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 north, um, it's like after a week or so it'll say plus ninety nine so like like a hundred people have swiped right on me, mm. but it, and it takes time. Connor here in the South. Um, he gets an app and about an hour and a half later, 99 people have already swiped right on him. Uh, cause he's super handsome. He's, he's a, a really, handsome dude. he's also like a very traditional looking, he's not traditional. Oh he's my white. God. He's white. He's not traditional in any way, shape no, or form anymore, that's the only, that's but, uh, the he's a very traditional looking guy. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty disheartening to have a friend like that. Um, and you know, to, to have to be on the apps and, and seeing failure when, Feels like you uh, could be I doing better. I saw a better. comment like, "Now I can get rejected from the comfort of my own home." Yep. <laughs> you know what I will say? Last night, uh, one of our friends, Peter, Peter was trying to tell us that no, you just gotta do my method and go meet people and like go to coffee house. I'm like, Peter, shut the fuck <laughs> up, dude. You went to Auburn University and you mm. fucking hang out at coffee shops all day. You're a granola little white dude, man. <laughs> like you, he, and Peter has dated. Plenty of girls and like like not like ah uh, Peter's he's no James Patterson uh <laughs> Peter's a different kind of guy super duper nice people love him because they get to spend time with him but that's the thing with anybody if you get, if people spend time with you Zay, they will develop crushes on you that's just how that works it didn't happen at Hoover High because Hoover High was a fucking cesspool but in the I normal I wasn't making a, much of an effort as I you know but I say that to myself but then I realized like so many people did not even try even as much as I did. But so. I, I mean I was making a lot more effort up until senior year and I stopped making effort and then I had like. 
three or four girls that I really liked for a long time liking me, and then I had a girlfriend. And you know, it's Mistake. like it's hard to you know feel too like upset because like we were all a part of the game as well. Like we, you know, we reject people, we hurt people's feelings by not validating them, and there you go. So yeah, that's fair. Um, but I will say that like yeah. You're not invalidated in how upset you are about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it know. is very, very upsetting because it's not because... So, like, Peter's whole interpretation of, like, do my method, guys. Go fucking hang out. He lived in a college town. He has no fucking semblance of an idea of what it's <laughs> like to date as a 22-year-old in a town that isn't does not have a fucking young adult scene. That's not a church. Isaiah, if you want a, a girlfriend, or a bar. go join Hunter Street Baptist Church. and Or, or go, go to... The Church of the Highlands. You can find Coming a wife within a week. Um, but no, you're just not going to find that in, in other places. Uh, there's no ways. To, and like hanging out at a bar is not a bad idea. But like the apps are going to be the ways to, to come across people. Um, but yeah, Peter's interpretation of that. It honestly like kind of pissed me off yesterday. I, um, I didn't really play that. You didn't take it that way. It, I took so. it that way because he brought it up twice. And he goes, hey, guys, my method. Because he like there's no self-awareness. Like he really thinks that you could just find a girl without a dating app right now. I mean, someone it, it would is have done. To... It is like people do it. Okay, all the time, how? But they do it by they work with them. Yeah, they're introduced to them by friends. Yeah, we have all the same friends. We work together. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not yeah. weird. If you're in a traditional workplace, Graham works at Shipped. So he's currently not going into the office, but hey, at some point if he goes in the office, I'm sure it'd be really easy for him to find a really nice person there. Because mm-hmm. I've been I've been around the ship people; they all hang out and they do things. They go to different bars. Shipped is like a like a food delivery company here in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually it's national, but like yeah. the two headquarters are in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I've I've met them. There's a lot of really attractive young people and all that stuff. So that's gonna be a great place for him to meet people. You, on the other hand, what are you doing? How could you meet people? Like you're you're, you're finishing out college mm-hmm. where. You, you didn't get to know a lot of people. It's the COVID year, so it's kind of unfair anyways. Peter went to fucking Auburn. Everything mm. is a social club over there. Everything has a thing. And he's a churchgoer. And he's like a oh, regular boy. at a coffee house to the point where they like named drinks after him. <laughs> okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah. you can just meet me. Like, no, the fuck you can't, man. Like, this is not fair. Mm. Like, it's not reasonable for you to just say that and just kind of be like adamant about it when that's not how it is for everyone else. Yeah. In Maybe I have a very cases. aggressive approach on this, but I mean, because he, like he was able to do it, it's not like it's impossible. But he just had unique he was able to do it in Auburn. Go to yeah. Auburn. If you go to well, Auburn, do what do what he said. You could walk everywhere. You could meet people constantly. There is absolutely nowhere for you to walk here in Birmingham. He has cat hair all over the mics. Yes. Um, but there's no way. There's nowhere for you to walk around here in Birmingham and meet people and be social. Um, you want to go hang out at a coffee house or a lounge. Okay, it's just a bunch of people sitting there on their computers typing, studying. You don't. It, it's not normal for guys to walk up to people and just yeah. start conversations. Yeah, that's like like con- extremely frowned upon, even <laughs> if someone's just working on their computer and you're just like, "Hey, you, I like your scarf." It's like, like, no, it's fucking weird. <laughs> it's weird. It is weird. Um, I don't know. There's gonna be. There's other ways, and maybe there's markets that I haven't thought of yet, and I'm not trying to think of anymore. But, uh, you Indeed. know. But um, but you know, it's just been something. Some I don't I don't want to like be a, like a oh no no, but it's, it's like, a, but it's not that it's not that at all. It's legitimately like that is an upsetting you know circumstance that is the current world in this day and age, in fucking twenty twenty one. It's it's hard it's hard to date and and especially in, in a town like Bur- 
still feels like 2019. It, yeah, it, 2019 feels like it never ended. Well, when when life got good, it's been fe- feeling like 2019. When it was bad in 2021, it still felt like 2020. It went back a year. But it's been it's been interesting. Um, I'm sorry it's been so disheartening though, because it it's clearly bogging you down more than you want yeah, to say. You know, I've I've been more <laughs> just more generally upset. To, like, and I knew it was gonna happen, but like I don't know. Like I just you know I got my hopes up a little bit. So yeah, because when you want to date, you want to date. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, okay, I'm actually gonna try and do this now, and then. We just got to go to mom's basement. Yeah. We just have to go to bars, and I'll wingman you. Uh, oh God. You know I'm a good wing man. I know you're a good wing. Just the process of it even happening. Like, yeah. Hey, there's my friend over there. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's you not know. how you do it. I'm of course not. You know. No, it's just like, hey, what's up? Yeah, this is my friend Zay. Uh, okay, cool. This is what you do? Very cool. Zay does that. Okay, awesome. I'm going to go get a drink. I'll be back. I don't come back. <laughs> Smooth with it, bro. Hey, man. Oh, you got you to gotta be there for your boys, okay? Yeah. You guys are all single. <laughs> I, mean, no, I, can, I can talk to people. It's not, it's no, yeah. Been. I remember last time. There hadn't been an issue in like... Since I was like fifteen, me talking to the be like me and I would actually socialize. Like, you had you know, an issue when you were fifteen socializing. Just being, just being super like awkward and being too in my head about it. Dude, but I just now <laughs> I realize everyone's like that, so there's no pressure in trying to be like you know super unique and and like suave all the time. I just imagined you like couldn't talk to girls when you were fifteen. I mean, I probably, I but like, like, like probably, hey Isaiah. <laughs> I mean, literally though, like the the I forget some of our friends in choir. They would talk to me. There was like a, a group of girls. And they'd be like, well, you need to speak up, man. I can't, I can't hear you. What you are you saying? You have to tell me their names. Who? It was, uh, I don't know. Was it Julianne? No, it was, it was Julianne. Uh, it wasn't Julianne. It was. You can say their name. It's funny. It's not, it's, it's from uh, middle it was, school. Uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was, it was my school. But it's uh, Abby Knight, uh, <laughs> uh, Sarah Grace, and uh, what's her name? Rhea. Rhea. Yeah. Okay, Abby is one of the sweetest people ever. Yeah. I miss her so much. <laughs> I didn't really get a, get a chance to hang out with her. Me and Abby got really close senior year. Um, she hit me up like a month ago. We went back and forth. We talked about getting lunch the next week, and then it just never happened. I need to hit her up again. But she's incredible. That sounds exactly like I can literally, <laughs> I can hear their. She was like, she was, I used to be like that too, and I just wouldn't say anything. I'd just be like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, oh, yes, I guess so. So talking quiet. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. One of that trio um, has one of the most problematic spam accounts I've read in my life. It's not like spilling their tea or anything because it's not, it's not like problematic as in like it just makes me cringe. <laughs> it's just like in general um, toxic dating culture makes me cringe and I know that it's real and I know that it's prominent and that like I don't need to be judging people for what they're doing and I'm not judging them but it just like it makes me not want to date. I'll see, I'll see them say something like boy came over did the deed now he's out on his ass he thinks we're about to get a second date not a chance and i'm like oh no no. or she's posting about like her ex-boyfriend who we know and has a girlfriend that we also know and he's like in my dms again asking for nudes when he's been with his girl for two years i'm like bro i don't need i don't want i can't do this post stuff like that bro all the time all the time i can't believe i didn't think that those people were i thought those people were just on like twitter dm screen no no no, they they have finced us but and i haven't used my it's probably maybe it's been a year since i've seen anything because i don't Mm -hmm. i don't use i don't i don't even have the password for my my finsta my Mm -hmm. uh spam instagram account anymore um but yeah there's stuff like that i remember my ex-girlfriend followed this person Mm -hmm. on their spam account and in my brain, I'm like, please don't, don't do this. Don't follow <laughs> this person. Don't become toxic. They were like a different kind of toxic instead. <laughs> I, you know, I have no idea who you're talking about, but yeah, yeah no clue, no semblance yeah. of an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fuck, man, just took me back to high school. It made me think of the good old days. Okay, not relating. Well, it's related to people from high school. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is up with people cheating? 
What do you mean? Why do people cheat so fucking excessively right now? We're too... Uh, just break up. Just break up and then do whatever the fuck no, you want. No, no, no. Because if you break up, then it'll be over. Okay. There was a girl so have I went to high school with. Um, and they... I mean, they're kind of like a fucking uh, compulsive liar anyways. They were like, at times... They, they had this whole... They used to play this game called Never Have I Ever. Um, and, and this little friend group was just the most toxic fucking bunch of people ever. So when they play never have I ever, they just be like spilling each other's tea and be like, never have I ever been abandoned by my dad. Okay. Not that bad, but <laughs> well, not far from I it. Mean, so, um, they would just like do that and they put, they'd, and they wouldn't put a finger down and then one person would have to put their finger. Down. Never have I ever been, or had a crush on blank person be, and then had him reject me and then they'll put a finger down and they did stuff like that all the time. But I remember, why does anyone play that game? Dude, cause they fucking sucked. They were bad it's people. Like, uh, it's like, uh, Hey, you want to be exposed and depressed and embarrassed? They're like, uh, never have I ever, because uh, there's no winning. There's like there's even if if you have all your hands up or down, you so you lose along the way somewhere. So there was a girl in that friend group who um, this is super fucked up. Had her nudes spread around Hoover without their consent, which sucked. That was really unfair and really fucked up. Um, so the girl that I'm now ta- so let's give them names. That girl's name was Jessica. Jessica got her nudes spread uh, spread around. Not cool. Really fucked up. And then. Um, uh, I almost said a name that was so close to name that like it would get me in so much fucking trouble. Hold on, let me. Uh, um, Eve. Okay. I'm thinking of Eve from uh, Invincible. Oh. Okay. But they're not like that person at all. That person's awesome. Eve from Invincible. Invincible is a great show. Mm. Um, so Eve and Jessica and all their little friends are playing Never I Ever Ever. So then Eve goes, Never have I ever sent nudes. Here's the ring. Here's the kicker. Eve sent nudes to multiple people that we knew, but then like never openly admitted to it and then publicly shamed other people for doing it. So it's like, do whatever the fuck you want. It's not my business. That's it. If you're a kid, don't fucking don't, send nudes. Yeah, no. That is, you take a picture of your own buttocks as an under 18, that is possession yep, of child that's pornography. Illegal and you can make someone else uh, be in possession of it as well. Literally, that's so, terrifying. Don't fucking do that. Don't uh, do it. But at that, no at that age, to. they were doing that, whatever. And... Eve was so adamant, like, no, literally, like, I've never sent them. And I'm like, bro, we know that's not true, <laughs> but they would shame they would shame Jessica, who, like, had to do with the trauma of that, like, trusting someone enough at that age, being so vulnerable, doing that, which you should not have done, and then having it be thrown in your face to where everyone have seen. That's and someone that should be your ally is throwing under the bus. Uh, yes, and they did that to each other all the time. And then, you know, fast forward, um, Eve's in college oh, now. Continues. And uh, Eve is in a relationship with somebody that they're, they're like a freshman and they get in a relationship with somebody that's like five years older than them. Like, like an old person, like a person who's about to like a senior, if not, and, and like who just got out of a relationship where they're like about to be engaged. So much that like a year into their relationship, this person went and got fucking, uh, this person's ex went and got married. Like that's how, how much older he is. Goodness. Um, and has more than once cheated on him. Cheated on with somebody that I, that I knew. And then way later I get to hear, Oh yeah, they cheated with this person who is like now Eve is a senior. Eve cheated with a freshman, which is like, oh, yikey, ooh, nasty, gross. Uh, this isn't the spilling tea podcast, by the way. Like, like this is for the fun of the conversation. It's not like 
um, nobody who listens to this podcast, so if anybody's like listening to this and is like, oh, well, this is really exposing other people and they might get, no one who listens to this is tied to that. Like there's no way for it to get back to them. Mm-hmm. And if they do, maybe don't publicly do things that are really things that's like, it's, you're an adult, you're held accountable for your actions. So that's my take on it, by the way. I just want to put a disclaimer in here uh, just in the midst of that. Uh, but back to that conversation. Sure for the vibes, man. Bro, why? Why cheat? Why cheat? Let's, let's let's fucking play devil's advocate. Why would you cheat? Okay, if I I would cheat if I you know being a bad person, if I was like I didn't have the communication skills to talk to my partner about what what is lacking, I still was comfortable with the relationship, but uh you know but I also I, you know in the moment there's someone that's just like really doing it for me, so like so I like you know I in the, in the secrecy kind of makes it even more like. It makes people more into it. Yeah. And so then, you know, they they want to keep the comfort of the old relationship, but they want to still have the freedom to explore around. I would sooner commit suicide. <laughs> then do that? Yes. What yeah, the yeah. fuck? What yeah, I mean, the fuck? Just break up with them and then do whatever you want. And then odds are, if they were going to fucking somehow turn a blind eye to you cheating, because how fucking stupid do you have to uh, be to get cheated on like that? Um which that feels like that was really mean. But Don't blame the cheated on. There's always a cheater's dude, fault. It's a lot of like people are literally telling you and you refuse to listen to it. Let's bring up I mean, last year. Should we talk about one year ago? Let's talk about let's talk about fucking fucking uh Jason and Elsa from yeah. last year. <laughs> Jason and Elsa. Jason and Elsa got fucking married. If you guys want to listen to the podcast beforehand, basically what had happened was I went down to Auburn for a Halloween party at a friend's house and um during that Halloween party, there was a girl near, there named Elsa. It's not her real name, obviously. That's a fucking Disney character. and uh, Whatever. Uh, Elsa was recently engaged. We're talking like five or six days ago. Instagram was all about how they got engaged. And throughout the length of this entire party, it was Elsa cheating on her fiancé with a guy who was dressed as Cusco from The Emperor's New Groove. Uh, fucking fat Cusco. Uh, just like was the worst because he knew th- that she was engaged. I went up to her multiple times throughout the night. I was like, "Hey, Elsa, look at that beautiful ring. Look at that beautiful fucking ring, Elsa. Damn." Uh, and I and I did the best I could. At one point, I literally had to like bang on a door, be like, "Get the hell out of this fucking room," because they were they were about to, to have sex. They were about to hook up. Literally, we're going to hook up in a laundry room. The hell, gross, icky. Um, but uh, then like all of that happens. And then I go to LA and I come back and I'm told, or in between then and there, sorry, I missed a part. That happens. The next day, somebody makes an Instagram account called a burner to tell Jason and they DM him. Hey, uh, I was in Auburn at this Halloween party and I saw your fiance cheating on you. I just want, I I don't know you directly. So I made a fake account to tell you because I, you know what I'd want to know. And then, uh, so when they, they're trying to fit they're, they're, they're doing like a fucking witch hunt. Who did it? Who did it? Who did it? Um, and, uh, then they just knew it was not me. You had nothing to do with it. So she blamed me because she knew Jason knew who I was, but didn't know anything about me. So he said, Oh, Hassan made it up for fun. Cause he likes to start drama. Fucking made me so mad. And I found out like a month or so later, uh, came back and, uh, I got to hear more stuff about how not only did she do that, but she like had sex with somebody in a car from some dating app or something like that. Um, not two months before they got engaged. Um, they'd been together for years, by the way. So, uh, all of that goes down months and months and months later. I fucking can't say it. I'm just like, Hey, Jason, 
you've been cheated on, dude. And uh, then all he ever finds out about is it sounds like she flirted with somebody else on Halloween. And And that she was too drunk and someone took advantage of her when she was sober the next day and she was all over this man, like fucking like prowling, predatory. Your point is kind of weakened by this example because he was surrounded by people that were just telling him that nothing was actually happening. Well, one person they didn't really know and one person that was anonymous was like the only people that I I, But the thing is, I told him everything he needed to do to ask the right questions, but he chose to be ignorant instead. Mm. I literally said, I said, there's one instance that I was there for. And there's another instance you should inquire about. Because I can't just be like, yo, I heard she fucked somebody in a car. It's not my mm-hmm. place at all. Uh, but they got married. They 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 got married. Uh, it's real, real, real uncomfortable. But yeah, fucking cheating culture, bro. This just makes me fucking sick to my stomach. Ugh. Uh, and the thing is, like, y'all really think they cheated on you before you got married? Now that you're married, you're just not going to cheat anymore? Not a, no, not a chance. Who Graham called her. me. Oh, Graham. Just to keep talking about this, I'll turn off my I mic. I don't know that as much about this as you do. Talk about cheating, man. Oh, cheating is bad. Happy, not sad. Cheating. I am ma- glad to be at. Hey, hey man, Graham. we're on the podcast. What's good? I was, you know, was going to ask if you are still doing the podcast. A second ago, we were outside your house. I thought you drove by. I looked at the window and I thought that yeah, was I you. I saw both cars coming. Yeah. Yep. You need to come in? It was me. Um. Let me ask the boy. So I have about, um, we have about 20 minutes left on the pod. We'll be wrapped up. All right. But uh, that and hold on. Let me turn off my mic for a second. Hey, uh, I'm making sure nothing to being heard and said. No, I don't know what to talk. I'm not like a, I'm not like Curtis Connor who can just speak. To nothing and nobody. Well, stuff's going on. Isn't it funny that in like a normal situation, I could just edit that out, but I won't. <laughs> I was having a private conversation, podcasters. Jeez. Yeah, Sometimes we have secret things in our life so that aren't entitled, bro. Well, there's things that aren't meant for public consumption in my life. How dare they expect that, bro? How dare you expect my entire life to be consumable I via the public? I hate you guys. <laughs> I hate the way you guys support me and pay my bills via watching my videos and just makes me feel icky and upset. Um, you should stop doing that. Yeah, stop paying my bills for me. But yeah, uh, dude, it's been weird to be like a real YouTuber now. Yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? Because uh, I have fucking severe imposter syndrome. Oh, well, don't you have to be like famous to have some imposter syndrome? <laughs> dude, I'm not famous, <laughs> right? <laughs> you have to be like a, a good person to have imposter syndrome. Nah, I just can't yeah. fucking deal with the, the fact that like that people just talk about me now. All the time. And then it's like, I get to see somebody I haven't seen in a while. I saw Emily Hanrahan, who I love. Emily, if you listen to this, I don't know why you listen to this. I can't wait to hang out with you in hey, December. Just come hang with us. I, I, she's to, she said she'd come hang out in December. Hey. Bumped into her in a brewery. This is a girl we went to high school with. Um, we didn't see much of her. We saw her once freshman year of college, and she just kind of went, did her own thing. She lives in Michigan now. Do you know that? Lives in Michigan, doing seminary, being a fucking badass. She's so Goodness. great. Uh, but saw Emily and we, we, me, her and Nathan were chatting it up for a little bit. And then, uh, she was just like, you're famous now. Congrats. I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, this feels wrong. This feels bad. I don't know. Well, what was like, what's, what's wrong with that? Like, is it like, the, cause how do you answer wh- that? When someone else says it, does it you're like, like famous now. You're like a YouTuber. Say, Oh, it looks like it. That's what I say. 
How weird is that? Hey man, you're like a you're like a lawyer now. Yep. <laughs> Looks like it. <laughs> Look like it. Like like because like, you can't. Because what are what are the conversations right? Like oh, what do you do for a living? Well, it's on the internet. You can watch it. I do comedy video stuff. Whatever. Uh, you know, I can't like uh, that, and it always turns into money, which is uncomfortable for me. What do you mean? People ask how much you make from? They always ask how much I make. I guess it's like it's less of a known like career. Like people can look at the lawyers. Like, oh, you make about you make six figures. But like, if you look at like a YouTuber, it could be like you can you're making either nothing or everything. Yeah. Um, where do I fall on that spectrum, guys? I don't know. This podcast uh, is being done world for free. Never nor, Man, nor. why can't this podcast make us money? <laughs> well, you, if it was making us money, I would. I would be extra censored. I'd be extra like worried about what you had to say because why would we be censored? Because you'd be more people listening to it. So oh man, who gives a fuck? I mean, because that's I, the, I the reason they would like job, it is so that because so. because we could be uh we could be as open as we want to be about things. You know. Hmm. Look, man. Your bad days aren't your best stories. What are you doing? So you doing I got for? some preliminary designs for bad days, um, and I didn't like them. And the designers working, they, they, so they're doing multiple different mood boards. So this is the process. I will not sell anything that I don't love. So don't worry, it's not going to come out to you guys. But I got some preliminary designs, and uh, it's a cool. They kind of went with bad days, and they made it like a frowny face. Mm. And my oh, thing, yeah, with, and those, my thing yeah. with that is, that's not the concept. The concept is that it, it's called bad days. That is the sad part, right? Mm. And then it's this fucking oxymoron because it's a really happy thing. Your bad days are your best stories. Bad days I is a happy I understand sentence. the idea, but it's not like this is a particularly happy podcast either. Isn't it? No, I'm kidding. No, uh, <laughs> it's a real podcast, yeah. but I, like the concept of bad days is a happy concept. Mm. So regardless of what is up here, like that is what I'm intending to make. I'm intending to make something that is happy. Okay. Um, your bad days are your best stories. I think that's a great thing. So I didn't want it to be like... It's a positive message. Yeah, it's a really there. positive message. So I didn't really want it to be like a frowny face kind of vibe. Um, but they're working on on different designs and they're always coming up with new stuff. Uh, they're gonna They're pitching to me on Monday. Filming a comic story on Monday. I got a lot going on on Monday, but um, you know, hopefully it's a it's something really cool because I'd like to put something out there for you guys into into December. Um, really getting uh, closing out this year with something special for everybody. Doing Christmas sale, mm-hmm. million subscribers special edition uh, merch stuff, and doing it big like that. Lots of stuff in the works. Lots of stuff in the works. I did a new Omegle video, which I had a lot of fun making. Um, I streamed that too, which was a blast. Mm. It's very hard. So um, if you take a look at the stream deck right now, there's a new screen. And this is how I switch between these two things where I cover up the potential obscenities on a website like (laughs) Omegle. Um, Oh my God, I was streaming last night. I was streaming last night. And uh, I'm like, hey, tell me a story. Obviously in the Mickey voice, I won't torture your ears with that, guys. Um, (laughs) And she's like, what kind of story? You want a, a sad story or a happy story? I was like, give me the sad story. And then, like, I'm thinking it's going to be something like, kind of like, haha, funny. Like, he was like a really jovial thing. And then she's like, uh, you know, my dad left me. And I was like, okay, this is like, you can make jokes. I can make jokes out of dad's leaving you. And then, she, and then I was assaulted multiple times. Like, sweetie, I'm streaming. Sweetie, I'm streaming. Don't, <laughs> I'm going to go. I mean, there's no reason on the internet to just not be, I mean, if you're already going that way, she's going to be sincere. You're not going to be like, haha. Bro, I was so taken <laughs> back. I was so taken back. <laughs> That's, I'd, I'd expect that kind of thing. That was from a thousand people. It was in front of a thousand people. I was like, sweetie, no, 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 no. And I immediately censored her face. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Oh, good Lord. And I mean, I, she's on Omegle. She doesn't, yeah. Bro, fucking white kids on Omegle with the N-word. I have, I have literally, Ooh. dude, I have about six minutes of footage of like just raw <laughs> N-word, 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 N-word. Like, 
And then black kids too. If they're gonna like, be bro, on... it's 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 just very specific. I saw three different guys that all the same except they were kind of chubby black kids in a hoodie with glasses, thin wireframe glasses, and then they just go and we're but like hard ER. Ooh. They like get quiet and then they say that I'm like, yo. <laughs> it's you know, no. it's obviously worse when the white kids do it. Oh my god, they but have so many kids with Confederate flags up on their wall. There was a little I've kid who goes, oh, "I'm such a big fan of you. Oh my goodness, you're my favorite YouTuber." And he had a fucking Trump banner on his wall, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna have a conversation with you unless you take that down." And he's like, "I can't. It's thumbtacked to the wall. I can't take it down." Oh, and I'm like, "Why do you even have that up? You're a kid." He goes, "My cousin got it for me, and it's really cool." I'm like, "This okay? It's lame. It's lame to care about politics." He goes, "Yeah, but that." That Joe Biden just he's a pedophile and he touches kids. Like, what the fuck? Is that what he said? Bro, I shit you not. I have the footage. I have the footage. You can watch it later. Oh, God. And then I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? What do you know about any of this shit? Politicians are politicians. You know, rep fucking political merch. Yeah, this sounds, he sounds like a young kid who didn't, he couldn't have possibly but done like, any how better. sad is it that they're like indoctrinating kids into this shit that young? Did you have a political sense as a kid? Um, no. I knew. I could not I, I tell kinda, you. I, a I single leaned Democrat because was when we were kids, that's when Barack Obama was running. So I was like, well, "Oh, I'm I, a Democrat." I think so. a Barack Obama for sure, but before Obama, uh, yeah, no, not at all. I mean, George no. W. Bush seemed like a fucking asshole, but like I, I don't know. fucking. I remember. just like, oh, that's the president. I didn't. I didn't have a concept of right, left wing, or anything like that. I was like, oh, Power Rangers is on tonight. No, Power Rangers was only on in the morning. But you know, we we had the tapes. You know, Yo, we, we had, had the it tapes. Was all, it was on. Whenever we wanted it to be. My biological father, which is not something I ever talk about publicly, mm. he would tape episodes of Digimon for me. Oh, what a great guy. <laughs> oh, but here's here's when I would watch here's when I'd watch those episodes of Digimon. Um when he'd leave me a home alone. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the most fucked up thing ever. Uh let me let me throw my mom on under the bus for more. It's just a terrible parent all uh altogether. Um as a punishment. You did a bad thing. You're going to your real father's house. The abusive husband who gave her two kids without her consent. Um, that's where you're going to go. Uh, the last time we went was because was of this. He would just disappear at like 12 o'clock. I think maybe he had work or something like that. Maybe he was working a night shift. I don't know what he was doing. He was gone. It just be me at home watching my Digimon tapes. It was pretty dope though. It was the Digimon where they had the cards. And <laughs> Look at your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't care if it's dope or not. What are you talking about? Uh, uh, I, I have this specific memory because it was when the movie Surf's Up came out. Because mm. we were supposed to go see Surf's Up, but apparently I caused a bit of a ruckus at the restaurant. Knowing my parents now, it was probably like the most minor inconvenience of all time. Was like, oh, uh, hey, you probably dropped a cup or something. It mm. was the kind of situation that like, oh, no, it's too dark. It's too dark. I can't say that. Um, But whatever it was, I was just not happy about it. And then... Uh, they're like, okay, well, we're going to go see that movie. We're meeting someone in the parking lot first. And then it's basically just my biological father. And they put me in a car and I was gone to Trussville, Alabama. So they punished you for causing a scene of the rest? They, I didn't cause a scene. It was just like a minor inconvenience. Mm-hmm. I don't think I caused a scene. I don't think I ever really caused scenes because even as a kid, I was embarrassed doing they, shit like that. They took you to your you know, they, abusive... I mean, they were abusive too, so it's like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna show you. <laughs> we're gonna show you. Do you uh, think you, you have a good or you're just too spoiled? I'm gonna take you down a peg. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's yeah, Jesus Christ. I didn't know he was actually uh, like a part of your life early on. I thought you just kind of went and gone. See, they got divorced when I was six. Mm. They got divorced when I was six, and uh, like 
learn more about him. I think I probably like really hated him by the time I was like 12 or 14, 12 or 13. So at my, my grandfather's funeral, he, he had done some like, I don't remember what had happened, but he'd been like, uh, causing a bunch of drama to the point where we need to get a legal restraining order against him. Mm. But we made the court dates on purpose of when my grandfather's funeral was. Cause my grandfather hated him. Uh, and then he had the audacity to pull up at the funeral and he like requested to see the body. It was like a really weird scene. And, uh, you know, little seventh grade me was like, Hey man, get the fuck out of here. Like I'm at a masjid, like I'm in a mosque and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And then, uh, my, uh, we had like a family friend who was like a really Muslim conservative guy. He was really nice. He has great kids, but he was kind of like, Hey, don't talk to them. This is an old man. Don't, don't. Do and then someone was like, uh, someone's my dad, uh, my stepdad, my stepdad was just like, that's his dad. He can say what he wants to say. And that was like that was the fucking coolest thing he ever did. And now now me and him are cool. Me and him have a much better relationship now than that we ever have in the entire time. And the entire time you've known me for sure. By yeah. a long shot. Um I got ago, him into fucking therapy and then he realized he was a bad fucking father. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all it takes. Yeah, a year ago this time like y'all weren't even talking. Yeah, no. I was in the hospital because of him. Uh <laughs> can I say that on the podcast? Can <laughs> I, I say that on the podcast? Whoops. Yeah, your business. I mean, you <laughs> Who can gives do what a fuck? With it. Who gives a fuck? Um but yeah, there's stuff that's going on now that I can't talk about for literal legal reasons, but when I can, it's going to be the funniest bits ever. <laughs> the hint is you convinced uh, to pug me, and that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> but for those of you who know me, that's an incredible bit, and I can't wait to talk about that further on, on yeah, the podcast. No idea. I can't imagine not knowing what that means. Bro, it's insane. It's such an <laughs> insane sentence. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, my fucking childhood was whack, bro. Whack, because like... I don't know. I, and then maybe this isn't the podcast for it because I can get into another thing Thing of like going in detail on some of that stuff because some of it's just like, mod, like, like I think a lot of people were like, no, I mean, people, you throw the word abuse around sometimes where it's like you got yelled at by your parents, you call yourself abused, like, or they hit you a couple times, you call yourself abused. And like that, both of those things are abuse. Don't get me wrong. Um, but like I had like the full gambit, like the scars, the bruises, the cuts, the stabbings, all the things above. Um, he's making a face because I said the word stabbings. And he's <laughs> stabbings? Yeah. Pardon? My mom stabbed me. <laughs> Yo, here's the best part. My sister didn't remember this, but my stepdad did. And we were in the kitchen the other night talking about it. I was like, yeah, I got stabbed. So I was like, you got stabbed? Got and someone's like, you do not remember. He literally got stabbed. <laughs> it's like, you know, he, she had the knife and she used to do the thing. It's like... The knife? What do you think I got stabbed with if I, not I, a I knife? Thought, I, I thought she'd be like, considerate. <laughs> like, oh, like, like, I don't oh. think stabbing with anything other than a knife is considerate. I, like, you know, to have to stab somebody with a blunt object no, takes no, a like, lot you know, of force. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have this, this clothing clothes pin. It's still, it's no, still, dude. It's still no, 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 no. <laughs> My mom oh, knifed me, bro. Knife? What was, what's, this, what's the situation here? I don't remember. Something that was I was too young to fully remember, so Nothing obviously would be justified. So obviously like, I was too young to be stabbed over it if I can't remember <laughs> what I did. <laughs> With the yo, if you're gonna laugh, laugh into the mic. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh man, there's so many people who listen to this now. <laughs> we used to do this podcast for like Jesus. eight people, and two of them were my ex-girlfriend. As in, one ex-girlfriend would listen to it twice. Now it's like. Like f almost 600 people on the YouTube channel, well over 3,000 views, and uh, the, the streams aren't great, but streams are like 40 or 20-ish, 30-ish an episode. Still a lot higher than they used to be. The first episode we came back had 50 or 60 streams, though. So. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a... 
I have some bad days that made my best stories, I guess. You don't even, I don't even like these stories. So <laughs> they're, not that, they're not your best for sure. I can, uh, when we're off the pot, I can tell this in like greater detail and like I can oh, throw I some fucking humor into wait, it. bro. Um, I can show you the scars too. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I had, a, I had an interesting upbringing for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, it's why I'm funny though. Cause like, Coping and all that stuff. Copium, baby. We be drinking that bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some other stuff that I really want to talk about in the podcast. I need to start making notes. So there's been discussion of maybe doing a little bit more structure on this podcast, and I'm going to look into it and maybe see if we could like pick five central topics and go through yeah, them, um, and then have tangents and just do tangents if thing. we need to. Um, but I'll, I'll look into a little bit more structure for it. Um, also, if you're listening to this, that's awesome. If you're watching this on the Bad Days YouTube channel, um, we are going to be doing commentary tracks for some movies and stuff coming up. We're going to do some Spider-Man movies uh, leading up to the release of No Way Home. And then uh, next month, Isaiah has never seen a Harry Potter movie. I had to burp, sorry. <laughs> He's never seen a Harry Potter movie. So... We're going to watch all the Harry Potter movies and do commentary tracks for every single one of them. So instead of having to experience the magic of Hogwarts in like a really, you know, like focused, beautiful environment, it's going to be him experiencing it with me talking over it the Mm. whole time. We're going to do some of that. I want to review some Young Justice stuff. I figured we'd make the Bad Days channel more of a variety thing. The podcast will still live there, but the audio podcast is going to continue to exist and separate from everything else. But yeah, kind of want to do some variety, going to do a bunch of fun Mm. stuff. We got a really cool... It's a brand, y'all. It is, it is. Bad Days is a brand. It's all-encompassing. So we're going to be doing a bunch more cool stuff throughout the week. I'm going to be gone in L.A., but I think we'll still get an episode out beforehand. Yeah. Um, And then we'll do an episode that's going to be about a day late when I get back because I'll be getting back um, on a Monday. So we'll do do a Monday or Tuesday episode. You'll be back home from school by then, too. Yeah, I'll be. So, guys, I know it's a little bit of a shorter episode. I have people in the house right now, so I want to go ahead and wrap this up. Guys, I since... Well, why don't you say it? Eyes, your bad days are your best stories. I hope that continues to be so for you. (laughs) <laughs> what an insane uh, I sincerely hope your bad days are your best stories thank you for listening I'll see you next week <laughs>